Kansas City. It's the Sires of Kramer right here on the Bet 1660. As always, you can always chime into the show. Tweet at me at Kramer Talks. Send me your sports questions, any questions, actually any general questions you have in general. Because this going to be, I, I wouldn't say this is a fun show. No, it's always a fun show. Always a fun show. But if there's one thing that's not fun right now, is what's happening in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm just going to turn the music down now. Because uh, it's, uh, I, I've been frustrated. You all know, you, you, you guys know this. I've been frustrated for what's been happening with Major League Baseball, how they've been dragging their feet the entire time. And now it, it seems like it's being dragged even more because we know for a fact that all spring training games are postponed up until March 5th. That was released yesterday. So it, we are at least know we are postponed at least into next month. Now, whether if a deal gets put in place or not, we'll find out. I think the next meeting is what, on Monday? That's what I think, believe, John Heyman tweeted out. But this is what happened a couple of days ago when the meeting was, was I guess you would say it was a, i trying to find the word here. The, the meeting was spontaneous. They're like, oh, they already met, I think, twi- once the week last week, and they actually met twice, ended up doing that, and because MLBPA is like, you know what, let's, uh, let's get something done. So the MLBPA was there, Rob Manford and the boys, that's what I'm going to call the MLB itself, Comes on in, and uh, get, you want know, to take a, a wild guess of how long this meeting would lasted. Usually the meetings last about an hour, an hour and 30 minutes, close to two hours, so they at least want to get progress and things done. But this meeting only lasted for 15 minutes. Nothing got done. I, if you tell me that, oh, yeah, the meeting lasted 15 minutes, what do you think? No, literally nothing got done. We all know this. We, And the thing is, MLB... Per Jeff Passan, they said, MLB backed off its request for arbitration for all players with two-plus years of service today. Request, well, today as in, I think it was Thursday. Requesting instead of 80% of players to go into the system additionally, the union requested an increase in its pre-arb bonus pool, ask of $100 million to $150 million. Okay, so they, rec- they decreased or increased, I guess, the number of years, bringing it back up to possibly the potential of four to five for arbitration years. But then they asked for $15 more million, which $15 more million isn't that much compared to how the owners and what they are making. So if you get rid of the arbitration stuff, because they wanted to bring that lower, remember the MLBPA wants that lower so players can get paid sooner, like paid better sooner, rather than instead of waiting for five years, they only wanted to wait for two years, but they increased it. So they're at least trying to meet in the middle. They're trying to work with MLB. But the MLB, it seems like they're not working with them. And it, it sucks. And the thing is, 15 minutes, you can't get anything done. But you know what you can get done in 15 minutes? You know what? There's a lot of things you can do in 15 minutes. There is. Trust me. And here's a, here's a list. This is on uh, the some, some website, Primitive Leftovers. And it says things you can do in 30 minutes or 30 things you can do in 15 minutes or less. You could walk a mile. Apparently, you can walk a mile in that short amount of span that the MLB and MLBPA met. You can read a, a chapter of a book. Must be a good book. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big book guy. I like to read articles, but you can read a chapter of a book that way. Apparently, you can make your own cleaning products. So, I mean, if you want to keep uh, I'm a fight, not fight against COVID, I mean, you can make cleaning products in that amount of time. You can hang a, you can hang dry a load of laundry. Give yourself a massage. You can meditate. Take a power nap. Plan a 
plant a garden. Change your passwords. Write letter. Write a love letter to someone. Read a book with your child. Write in a journal. Clean out the drawer. Toss expired food out. Call your favorite company and request uh, samples and savings. You could do so much. Heck, it might call my favorite company. I want to call the MLB to say, hey, why did you guys talk for 15 minutes? Like, why did you not get anything done? We, we know that, what is there, nine days left of this month? We are nine days. It's going to be like, okay, let's just say 10 days. 10 days is going to be March. It's going to come up quick. Will anything get done on Monday? I, unlikely. It, it really isn't. Like, th- there's nothing that's going to, that's out there grabbing me saying, oh, Kramer, 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 you are going to enjoy this baseball season because it's going to be unlocked. I, there's nothing out there that's proving the point that that's going to happen. It's not. And I'm, I'm just here sitting, twiddling my thumbs, just waiting for something, enjoying, absolutely enjoying all the high school baseball highlights I've been seeing. Not high school baseball, college baseball. Enjoying watching Bobby Witt Jr. swing in the batting cages because, remember, the guys who are not in the 40-man right now, the 40-man roster, are in spring training right now. Like, they're they're there because they, they can be. They're not actually on the 40-man roster, so they're able to get them hacks in, pitch from the mound, do whatever in their facility because they're not on the 40-man. So anybody on the 40-man roster, you're kind of out of luck right now. I mean, granted, you know these guys are still working out, hitting in the cages, throwing a bullpen session with their kids or fan, friends. It's They're, they're still active and ready because I mean, that's just how things are. It's not like 20 years ago when players were in the offseason, they just did absolutely nothing. They would just sit around, eat food, drink beer, and relax and wait until spring trading happens and you work all that that all that stuff off that you gain. Like if you want to gain extra excess fat because you just don't work out, that's gonna happen. So that this is a completely different era of baseball where everybody keeps on no matter what's year round, working out, doing everything, swinging in the batting cages, throwing at bullpen sessions, stretching, weightlifting. That's all happening still, but they can't do it in their own facilities. And it's a lot easier to do it in your own facilities because the team that pays you wants you there in the best facilities possible because the MLB is the top tier of everything, especially in the sport of baseball. I'm not going to say it's a top tier because NFL is literally the best sport out there for consumer watching, and they just make so much money in generated revenue. I mean, granted, baseball is the number two sport last year, well, two years ago in the 2020 era, to generate revenue, which is, which is shocking. It, it, it really is. Or maybe it was the 2021 era. I just know the number two sport right now that's generating the most money is MLB. And it's pretty much killing its itself. It, it really is. It's it's The sport is hurting itself to where it is dismantling everything around it. And it's, it's odd to think of how players and the Players Association is seeing all of this, seeing the positive output of what's been happening with the following years of how other certain companies are trying to push the sport and try to make the sport popular to and target the younger audience like it has been. Because, like, I mean, TikTok, I believe, is moving the needle on trying to promote the Slam Diego for the San Diego Padres. It, all, all, it seemed like the San Diego Padres, their social media team, was able to gravitate towards that app and push that out. It is. Like, granted, I, I even, the other day, I thought I would never do it. It's been... Forever since it's been put out for TikTok, I actually downloaded it a couple of days ago, and I'm starting to post my baseball content from what I do on my YouTube channel onto TikTok because, like, I want to help spread the joy, the the best of what this sport can bring. 
because it needs to target that younger audience. And granted, I, I you could say that I'm part of that demographic of the uh, younger audience. I, if you want to classify younger audience, maybe like from 15 to 20 or from 20 to 25 and that like that that age gap range. Granted, I'm 25 years old. I still want to tell the kids or teenagers that, hey, baseball is still a fun sport. Heck, it's all guaranteed money. I'll tell you that right now. It is all guaranteed money. It just depends on how much money you make. And right now, granted, those players may be making millions upon millions of dollars, but there's that one guy that's in the minor league system that the owners are trying to cut out because they want to eliminate, what, 30 positions per team? 30 spots per team they want to cut out, but he's trying to make his dreams and possibly go to the Major League Baseball, even though he's making the, what, Less than twenty-eight thousand a year. Granted, they don't get paid during the um, off-season, and baseball's off-season it, it seems it always seems long. It always does. But this was uh, Chris Bassett, Oakland A's pitcher. He was on with uh, the pitching ninja Rob um, Friedman, and he was just pretty much saying like how the sport was growing and how it's on hold. Yeah, I I, I don't. By no means do I want this interview to go into lockout talk, but that's the most frustrating part about all this is that I feel like we, are, we as a sport had so many, so many big time fronts kind of heading our game. And it wasn't baseball. It wasn't not the MLB. It was barstool sports. It was you guys. It was, it was so many like Dallas. It was so many fronts. Like Jared, like there were so many guys that were pushing the sport in the right way, and the fans were engaged, and it was fun. The youth, the youth loved it. The players liked it. Like, so that's the biggest problem to me with about this, like lockout, so to speak, is that we had the game going in the right way where. It was exciting. Like, like bring, bring all the energy. Make it a party, all this, so to speak. Like, Slam City with San Diego and all this stuff. Like, let's, let's make this as fun as we possibly can. And then all of a sudden it was like, nah, we're not playing anymore. Like, what, what, like how – like, that, that – I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it, but that just blows my damn mind. Like, we, we – are losing so much opportunity right now. It's it's disgusting. And the opportunity doesn't have to always correlate with the dollar amount of sign. It's opportunity is getting the eyeballs to watch it, no matter or or the ears to listen to it, no matter when, where, how, or even just going to the sport itself in order to consume the product. And it's sad that when it seems like baseball was trending on the up and up, because granted, they they were the, the first sport back in the United States when it was the pandemic time. They, they were. And it, it grew its popularity. It, it, it brought in people who was like, all right, I just want to watch some sports because there's nothing going on here. Granted, it grew the popularity. Last year, it grew the popularity as well. People were discussing about like, oh, we don't, do we really need to undejuice these balls? But I mean, granted, they... They did, and then the pitchers started to, you know, f- finally figure out that they've uh, their stuff is a little bit nastier because the balls are dejuiced. They're uh, they're putting what of the spider tack on themselves to get more control because they thought the balls were still juiced. But that's just a, a thing of the game. It is, and it's just like if you want to see people to watch this. You try to do so many things of like changing stuff, like the universal DH now is a, a thing to where now the NL no more pitchers are batting. 
that that's that's a that's a thing that that is checked. Like in the box that says Universal DH, both sides they both checked it, so that's going to happen. They're they're so they're they're at least in, I guess would say put on quotes improving the sport, even though the sport was, I believe is still good at where it was at. Because personally, I love when pitchers bat because it's more of that strategic value or the the strategic mindset and like say like a like a, a war scenario that you're trying to win. So I mean that's good. They're at least benefiting the aspect of that. Granted, they're keeping that uh, in uh, the extra inning rule and during regular season, that runner on second base, they're keeping that. So it's it's perfect. They're at least trying to cater the need of, quote-unquote, speeding the game up because we all know that people, attention spans are a lot, lot, lot not there for people. And granted, like kids these days, their attention span is like a, a, a fly attention span. That's, that's just how it is. I, for say, I don't know if it's because of all the technology out there, all the consumer thing, because, heck, I don't want to wait for a three-hour game to possibly see two home runs to happen for the Kansas City Royals when I can either wait till the next day after the game happened, go to either YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and find that highlight on a 15-second reel. I'm saving, I'm saving time just by doing that and not watching a three-hour game. Great, I get it, but I'm the type of person that will sit down and watch that three-hour game. I will enjoy that three-hour baseball game. I, I get cheated when there's no extra innings when I go to a baseball game in person. I do. I always feel cheated that way. But the thing is, I can't feel cheated that way when there's no baseball. And at this point in time, there is no baseball. And it's sick and disgusting, like exactly what Chris Bassett said. It is disgusting. The sport was seriously going on the up and up. And I don't know if you could say that because the sport is getting old or that there's too many older people inside the MLB owners or MLB owners' office or even the people that they report to or the, the people that report to them. I don't know if it's because it's just that, but it is an old sport. I get it. Baseball's outdated. There's a reason why they called it America's pastime, and now that's gone. Now it's it's the past. That's why the NFL is so damn good is because they know what to do with their sport and make sure they know that both sides, when they get something done, like say there's a collective bargaining agreement that they need to get done between the NFL and NFLPA, it gets done. It does. Like It gets done because they both both sides know that they want to make money, they want to get back on the field, and they want to make sure people are watching the sport in order for it to grow. Like that's exactly what happens. And we're not seeing that right now with Major League Baseball. And I hate comparing two sports to each other. I hate it. So it seems like right now, the MLB and NHL, the NHL lockout, I believe, was like in 2012, 2013, I want to say. And it seems like it was the exact same thing what's going on with the MLB. They're two, I, I wouldn't say hockey's an old sport. Hockey's kind of like a, a, a present. I would, I, I'd hope it'd be a future sport for more people to get involved with. But it's that's just how it seems and feels to me is that the owners and stuff, I mean, really don't care about the sport. They just care about making money. Well, granted, I'm not going to say it about all owners in the NHL. I mean, granted, there's some owners in MLB that just wants to make the money. They're just there for the business aspect because, granted, baseball is a business. You make money. Your players, it, they know it's a business. They they want to make money as well. It's not like it's a, a freelance job or anything like that. It's them getting paid to play baseball. And then the owners are getting paid to own a team. Because granted, they, they, somehow they had to get all that money. They worked. They 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 made sure to get money enough to where they can buy buy said team, and keep trying to improve it. That's what they're trying to do. But you can't do that when there's a lockout going. You need to meet in the middle. You need to find that middle ground. And this thing is, you have to be able to negotiate. 
And I don't know if it's because these the the old heads in the MLB are trying to make sure it's like it's only for them. It's like they're being there, showing their narcissistic values of like, oh, we want this, we want that, and we're not going to budge on any of this. If we do budge, we're going to budge like maybe five more dollars of uh, what you're asking for, or five more dollars of what we're asking for for you, even though you're asking for ten million dollars. That's just how it goes. It's like. Like a, uh, I won't even say you can even classify it as like the uh, tortoise and the hare type thing. I, we got the the hares, the players, and the tortoises is the, uh, the the owners. And at some point, that tortoise is going to pass those players because the players are trying so hard and so hard and so hard and so hard to get what they think that they do, that they deserve. But at the end of the day, the tortoise is always going to win, and the MLB owners is always going to win. I, that's just how I feel. They're, they're going to win this. The MLB players are going to want to play baseball because they don't just, they're not just out here just like, oh, no, we're going to lock out everything because, because we don't want to play baseball. That's a load of baloney. They want to play baseball. They want to be there. They want to win that World Series or what Mara Manfred said, that piece of metal. Players say World Series. Manfred says piece of metal. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. This is Sarah McCray right here on the Bet 1660. Have any sports questions? Make sure you tweet at me at Kramer Talks. And uh, let's get into some more baseball action because we kind of ch- I kind of changed the format here for Sarah's of Kramer. I love baseball. Baseball's coming around the corner. I want to get you pumped for it. And one way to get you pumped up for it is this Kansas City Royals position that needs to step up. It does. I'll explain next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. at it here on a Saturday with Kramer right here on the Bet 1660. And I'm actually kind of shocked this morning that, one, I have energy. Two, I'm wide awake without any coffee. And three, my voice is absolutely working because last night, oh man, Journey Pro Wrestling here in Kansas City. Honestly, there's a little Eric Church was in town as well over at T-Mobile Center. There's a lot of things going on in Kansas City. If you just did not have nothing to do, you could figure something out. Yeah, no, at uh, Blit Brosters last night, Journey Pro Wrestling, I'm on the call with uh, one of our good friends here, uh, Hartzell Gray, over at the, the stations here of uh, Odyssey. We uh, broadcasted some wrestling last night. It was, a, it was a fun event. It was wild. It was nuts. It had a little bit of everything there. Fanfare. A lot of people getting hit and hurt. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It was, it was a good time, and I'm glad I'm able to have my voice here to be here live and ready at 9 o'clock because we're always live and local on Saturdays if this board is still working when I get to here. Because every once in a while, you all know this wing. This thing is being held up by shoestrings, duct tape, some cardboard paper, and some elbow grease. That's just how we roll here. That's just how we roll it. Because you know what? As long as we're on air, it's all that matters. It's all that matters, baby. And one thing that matters right now is, in Major League Baseball, is the fact of how young and good, possibly, this pitching staff for the Kansas City Royals will be. That is the position group that needs to step up this season. As with the Kansas City Royals, they we all know the potential. We we see the potential. We we know what is to come is whether or not can it actually pan out for the team. And granted we we saw there could be a six man rotation. I think a six man rotation for this team is absolutely perfect. Cause coming in when the lockout is over, it's uh their pitching staff could be it could be the likes of Brady Singer, Brad Keller, Mike Miner, Chris Bubich, 
Carlos Hernandez, and Daniel Lynch. Great. I know I didn't say Jackson Coar, but I think Jackson Coar is going to be a, a a guy that's going to possibly find his mix in there. It'd be kind of odd too if they had a seven man rotation. I, mean, I don't think they've ever had a seven man rotation in Major League Baseball. I didn't do research on that, but with these six guys excluding Jackson Coar, you've got a lot of potential for this to be really good because I don't think anybody last year. Would would think how well Carlos Hernandez even did? What he had like a, a six and three record with a which I mean one loss what uh, one loss record for he went six and two with a three point six eight ERA. The one loss record really doesn't matter for a pitcher. It's all about that ERA with the innings of pitch. I mean he granted he pitched eighty two and a half innings um, uh, and two thirds of an inning I should say. So uh, Carlos Hernandez, I think was the 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 bright spot for this entire future even though we really didn't talk him up or even hype him up because it was all about Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer, Chris Bubich, and Jackson Kowar. It was them four guys. And granted, I know we got Jonathan Boland in the um, in minor leagues as well, so it's it's there's a lot of pitchers there for the... And they even drafted the guy Mazzucato. Like they, they are talented with pitchers and Asa Lacey in the minor league system. And I'm like, they just need to make sure these guys on their 40-man roster can pan out and do something. If Jackson Coar doesn't pan out to be what he's cracked up to be, because I mean, he was the minor league pitcher of the year, I'm pretty sure, last year. If he doesn't pan out, I don't see why the Royals wouldn't try to trade him for a bat or for a bullpen guy or even just try to put Jackson Coar in the bullpen. Maybe he's not the, the starter they think he is. Maybe they just want to try to do the Luke Hochaver route where he was a failed starter but rejuvenated his career in the bullpen. And honestly, if that's what Jackson Coar has to do, that's what he has to do. As long as he's on the team doing positive things for said team, then there's nothing that can go wrong. And that's when the Royals do that six-man rotation. Or even if they want to do a, a, a five-man with an opener role, maybe you do the the two of the weakest guys. Like, say if it was... Say your weakest guys in this rotation is Chris Bubich, which who isn't, and Daniel Lynch, which who isn't. You could do like a five-man rotation and have them be their openers and make sure you see, all right, Boobich, you go in there for three, and Daniel, you go in for three, and then every every uh, every fifth day, we'll, we'll switch that. We'll have Daniel start for three. We'll have Boobich start for three. Or no, yeah, this it's it just do something like that so you know you at least get six innings worth of starting pitchers going each every five days. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong that you, you – it's not like you can't do that. And I think the Royals pitching staff – is going to benefit from no matter what anything does. They just need to make sure they're there. The probably the weakest pitcher in this is either Brad Keller or Mike Miner, and that's saying something because they're both really good pitchers. And like we we know what Brady Singer's done, we know what Bubich has done. I think honestly, out of the the six guys I rattled off, I think it's Bubich and Hernandez are the, the one and two. Like that's just how I see it. Brady Singer the three, Brad Keller the four, Mike Miner the five, and Daniel Lynch the six. I kind of like a 6-6 lefty as my sixth guy if the, if the Royals do a six-man rotation like they did towards the end of the season last year. And granted, that second half of the season, the Royals were pretty damn good. That first that there's only one bad month. Only one bad month for the Kansas City Royals, and that probably is what took them out of possibly getting to 500 on the season last year. Like, seriously. Like, this team is not bad. It's not bad whatsoever, and that's why I think they're the second-best team in the AL Central behind the Chicago White Sox. Granted, the Detroit Tigers is right there. Detroit Tr- Tigers has clearly passed the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins. They, I think they've passed them. Minnesota Twins is completely declining. They're derailing since their 330-some home runs they had two seasons ago, or three seasons ago in 2019 when they had the, the Bomba squad. 
And that, that's not going to happen. And with these pitchers that are improving, because Daniel Lynch, that second half of Daniel Lynch was money. Daniel Lynch was on one last, the, 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 the final month, and as my mic decides to pivot downward. Well, the Royals pitching staff is the area of need that needs to get something done. They need to be consistent. And it's, it's, it's odd because, you know, baseball is a, is a series of streaks, a series of hot streaks and a series of cold streaks, and it could be either a position position group, a player, or even the coach. The coach, sometimes coaches go on bad streaks. They do. There's those losing streaks. Maybe you're not bringing in the right guy at the right time. We've come from the bullpen. Maybe the lineup's not being set, adjusted accordingly. But it all depends on how the players are playing and how the mindsets are of the players. That's why the players are so important to teams. Like It, it, it truly is. That's why I, what I'm getting at is that the players need to be out there for the MLB owners to put a, a great product on the thing, but if they're in a lockout right now, I mean, you really can't do that. But with the pitching staff of the Kansas City Royals, you know what's capable with these guys. We've seen everybody's best. And we've seen everybody's worst. Granted, Brad Keller did not have a good season whatsoever last year. I think you should, need to, I think you should put an asterisk on Brad Keller's season last year because it really doesn't show who he is. It, it really doesn't. Brad Keller is a guy that can win you 15-plus games, keep you a, a maybe a 3.50 ERA, and give you 200 innings every single season. Granted, last year you finished the season 8-12 and 12 with a 5.39 ERA. He only threw 133 and two-thirds of an inning. Like that's, that's not as much as innings that we would like. Because, I mean, granted, Brad Keller, he had one season where he was at 165 and a, and a third innings pitched. That's the most he's done. But that 60-game sprint where he went 5-3 and three with a 2.47 ERA, he was on pace that he could at least pitch over 200-plus innings. Like, he has the capability of digging deep and keeping his ERA under a 3 if he wanted to. It was just that players figured him out a little bit, just what he can do to overcome that, and he's been overcoming so much. It seems like he would get shelled one game, come back and he could throw a shutout, then get shelled the next, throw a shutout, and it seemed like it happened like that every single time. If Brad Keller can just figure out like the, the mental aspect, because I mean, great, I'm pretty sure that's what he he deemed it on. He's like, I, I must just be doing something with... I Yeah. Brad Keller is a great pitcher. He's pretty much the main... And he's young, too. And he's acting like a veteran towards Brady, towards Bubich, towards Hernandez, towards Lynch, towards Cowher. Coar, excuse me. That's why Brad Keller is the best for the Kansas City Royals. And that's why they have Mike Miner on the team. Mike Miner is that grizzled veteran. He's been on this team once. He's been on it again. He knows how to be that veteran presence to the team. And they need that type of guy. That's why he's on the team for it. That's why I still think the Royals should probably go after a another veteran pitcher to help with this young pitching staff. Of just like the, what I mean by help. I don't mean like, oh, he's coddling to them. Like, hey, you need to throw it like this over the top or throw it like when you throw it sidearm, make sure you grip it this way. No, he's there to be pretty much a role model for these young guys. He's there to have these young guys learn from him of like how his preparation is during game days, during when he's not even well, when he's not pitching that day, what he does in his workouts. Like that is what the players are learning from. That's what I, what I mean by that. And granted, it might help a guy like Jackson Kowar. It might help a guy like Brady Singer. Brady Singer, what well, his rookie season, pretty good. Because yeah, his rookie season was in that 60-game sprint. Last season was, eh. 
he was out there and he showed those signs of doing great. I mean, granted, he had a high ERA, he had a 4.91 ERA, finished a 5 and 10 record. We know what Brady can do. It's just whether or not this all can get on one motion and get synced up. Heck, the pitching can be all on like dominant, like on Mean Street, going out there, going seven plus innings, striking out seven plus a game and giving it to the bullpen, the bullpen just shutting them down that way. But if that's happening, then the batting's not there. Then if the batting's there, the pitching's not there. It's whether or not they can get both going on, and it all starts with that pitching. And that's why they had that terrible month. I'm pretty sure it was May that just kept losing and losing and losing and losing. If you could get everything synced up for the Kansas City Royals, they're the second best team in the AL Central. They could possibly be the first best team. I'm pretty sure they're finishing 500 this year or above. They're not going under 500 this year, especially with that pitching staff and with that talented lineup that they are going to produce. Because who knows if Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be up there. His, his hacks in the batting cage that I'm um, uh, the Royals insider over at, um, at 610 Sports Radio, the sister station here, he posted a video of Bobby Witt Jr. swinging, like uh, taking batting practice. And oh my gosh, the short, simple, compact, put the barrel of to the to the ball and send it. That was that is what Bobby Witt Jr. does. Pushes it up, he put he pulls it, he pushes it dead center. That's good. Like like that, like that if everything is like that for the hitting. There's no reason why for the, the pitching to come around. Like they, they see like this young stud, like, hey, you know what? We want to win, for, of course, for the team, but we also like we know that we're gonna get some help behind us with what we have within our minor league system. They all the players know, they they know they're knocking on that door, the, the minor leaguers are. They're they're waiting. The minor leaguers, they're waiting for those major league baseball players to slip or fail or to not uh, go on a, a cold streak to where they get sitting down. They're waiting on that because they want their opportunity. Nick Prado wants the opportunity. MJ Melendez wants that opportunity. Bobby Witt Jr. wants that opportunity. Last year, Jackson Coar deserved that opportunity. When he got to the majors, eh, he got... He, he. That Angels game, that first game, oh, man. I, I I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, my. I feel so bad for him. You could tell he was so nervous. Get it. I feel like everybody... If you're not nervous at your first start in Major League Baseball, there's something wrong with you. There's absolutely... Something wrong with you mentally, physically, all of the above. This is a circle D on that that test sheet, all of the above. If you're not nervous, you're there's something wrong with you. That you're yeah. And if it's all it all it depends on is, is everything syncs up. That is how everything should be going. With this uh, weekend, as this weekend's here. It is for the NBA. It's the All Star Game. It's the NBA All Star Game. Uh, I think it's either. It's. I think they have it on Sundays. I'm pretty sure it's on Sunday. I haven't watched the NBA All Star Game since I was in high school with my with my mom and my brother. Like I, we used to watch that NBA All Star Weekend was a thing for us uh, back in the Sansone uh, household. We would uh, go, grand go Taco Bell because always during basketball season they've uh, they've always did like those Taco Bell ads. I can always remember um, uh, Charles Barkley on them. And I'm like, all right, let's go get some Taco Bell, come back, watch the dunk contest and everything like that. I remember also reading, uh, for some reason, I remember reading that Diary of a Wimpy Kid book once uh, during uh, the All-Star game itself because eh, I wanted to read it because I like I liked Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. It's a little bit, I'm a little more uh, about uh, Kramer here. I'm sorry, it's Kramer. But yeah, they have the, the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the... The skills challenge, I believe, still. They used to have like the the one where they had the WNBA player, a legend, and a, a current player. 
like doing those those shooting uh, contests and attempts, which I love it. Like what the NBA does to put their product out there to like show off the skills of all the players in the NBA, amazing. And I feel like we're getting cheated a little bit for Major League Baseball. Like the Major League Baseball has the home run derby, and they have the I mean the celebrity softball slow pitch game. And granted, they had the um, uh, the celebrity basketball game on Friday. Like that happened last night. Like they they know what the NBA knows what they're doing with the with their stuff. They're catering to their fans. They they want to show off. They even had horse one um, uh, for what three or four years at one point. They used to have, they I watched that. Like that that was awesome. Like we stay up watch the old uh, old slam dunk contest from like the nineties. That that was always fun to watch. But baseball just has the home run derby. In the All Star Game, why don't we have like a pitching competition? Like, you know how the the jugs that go to carnival games, like uh, they go to the carnival, like the 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 three stacked of the milk jugs, the 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 weighted milk jugs, throw the ball there. Like you could do that. You could have like like a, a dunk thing where the pitcher has to throw it and hit that uh, that uh, maybe a tiny circle, a big circle, and maybe a medium sized circle, and they can pick a, a player they're choosing to sit in the dunk tank, and they gotta push that person down. Like it'd be funny if it's say like Garrett Cole's throwing a ball and say J D Martinez is in the dunk tank. Like I mean, they have like a, a an opposite like an opposition of players of maybe rivals like a Yankee and a Red Sox right there. Like that that would be fun. I mean, over in Japan they have their bunting competition. Like yes, they have a bunting competition over in the Nippon League in Japan, which is it's pretty sweet. They have the 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 players bunting, they're pushing it towards the opposite side, or they can pull it to the or they put it up in the middle, and they have rings around of like there's certain points of where you want to put the bunt at. Granted, you want that middle spot. We all know where the the best bunt is. Say if you're a left-handed batter, you push towards that third base side. Make sure it's in between. Try to get it in between both the third baseman, pitcher, and catcher. They all meet in that uh, that certain uh, spot where the, everybody meets. Because at that point, you know that you're going to beat out that throw to first base. Same way with the right-handed batters. You want to do that? Put that bunt, pull it that way, and push it into that spot where the third baseman, catcher, and pitcher are trying to meet. Granted, and you get the, the highest point that way. Like, that would be fun to watch. Like, that would be fun to watch, like, a bunny competition. Or if you're even just doing a the pitching thing, get, like, how we watch on TV. Like, you know, we see the box when we watch baseball, like that, that box. Somehow you can implement where you can have that box out there. And then, like, there's, like, little square sections. Kind of like if you ever played MLB The Show, you see, like, those... The blue spots, the red spots, the dark red, the light red, the light blue of, like, the hitting positions of the players... Like you put that all out there, and you say like you the middle middle has like a square, the the middle right middle left has all squares. Like when you throw a ball through it, it breaks it out. That'd be kind of cool too. You can do like a, a virtual aspect to that if you don't have anything that can you can build to put around that. So there's so many things that baseball can do to help show skill like skill sets. Heck, you can even have a have Mike Trout and Whit Merrifield both at home plate and just run around the bases to see who gets to home plate the quickest. Heck, you could even do that by just timing, say, the five fastest players in Major League Baseball go from home home to home, home to home, showcase their speed, to have Billy Hamilton run around the bases. Like, that would be fun to watch. And then you can, it's kind of like how the NFL has their Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is, the actual game itself is completely dog water. Like, there's no reason to watch that. But their skills of... Them playing dodgeball, them doing one-handed catches, them trying to throw targets and hit targets, like moving targets, everything like that. The skills for that is amazing as well. 
Why can't we have more for Major League Baseball? Why is it only set around for the home run derby? I would like to see more, but I'm also that type of person that like I would love to see more and also love to see the sport grow. That's just how that's just how I feel with this sport. But man, I I love I, I might have to watch some of the highlights tonight of the NBA uh, um, um All Star festivities with the NBA Saturday night, All Star Saturday night. Because it, it was it, it used to be a fun thing for me to watch, and why not try to do it again tonight? But then again, also when I get off this show, I'm gonna go straight home, turn on the Elimination Chamber for WWE, and pray that Cody Rhodes shows up, and that'd be pretty sweet. That's just that's just me though. That I, I that's just me wanting asking for way too many things on one day. That when I really truly want to ask is, can the Major League Baseball season be unlocked? That is the number one thing that's on my mind currently. That I want opened. I want that lock picked. Whether if it's an ice pick, me shoving my my key my my, my truck key into it. That hopefully that unlocks it. I don't know. I just want it unlocked. I want that padlock off of, say, go to Kauffman Stadium. It's up there. It, it is. There's a big padlock. There really isn't. There's a big padlock out there that I just want unlocked. I want baseball back. And I know, I deep down inside, I know you all want it to. You you may think that, oh, no, I'm not going to watch baseball. They they keep uh, this block out into the middle parts of May. I'm not going to watch baseball anymore. I'm done with the sport. You know, deep down inside, you're going to watch baseball. You're going to go out. You're going to go to uh, the bar. You're going to go see it on TV. You're having a drink. Like, oh, this baseball's on TV. I'll watch a little bit of it. And you're going to get hooked back into it. It happens with every single person. It's kind of like, that's kind of like being hooked back is is just like having a spring football team, a football league. Kind of like the USFL. It's going to be starting here within the like 60 days, I want to say. It's like you don't want it. But you kind of do because it's it's the product. It's kind of like with football. Like people people are gonna say that they do not want to watch spring football. It they it takes that twenty weeks out of them anyways when they watch their regular season. Like why do I want to watch a spring league? XFL was pretty damn popular a couple of years ago. I mean, granted the AAF was not that popular, but USFL. I mean, it's the namesake of it and how it used, it was here at one point. It's gonna get it's gonna get attraction, even though it's in Birmingham. It's it's weird that's in Birmingham. I wouldn't like a I wouldn't like a league like. All Major League Baseball, like, you know what? We're just going to keep it the entire season in the Cactus and Grapefruit League, the uh, spring trading areas. Like, that's... And just only play... You can only pick one. Like, one, one stadium of between the ones in the Grapefruit and also... Which also, if it's in the Grapefruit League in the spring training, you better do it at the the Cardinals and uh, Mariner... Uh, not Mariners. Cardinals and Marlins uh, um, uh, facilities because that thing's a beautiful facility. I would actually want to go there in person to watch a... I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be mad watching a Cardinals and uh, a Marlins game there. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Spring training, I never in my life I've ever gone to a spring training baseball game, and honestly, that's on the bucket list. That is definitely on the bucket list, and it's been there forever. At some point, I'll be there. At some point, whether it's me just going as a fan or me trying to cover stuff. Like, that's it's on the bucket list. But that'll... Uh, I digress. Uh, there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of questions out there, too, for me. But, man... Would you turn this offer down? If you're this baseball player, I'll discuss next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. I know you all can't see this, but uh, by the way, welcome back into Saturdays with Kramer. I know y'all can't see this, but I'm just shaking my head. Like I, I you're probably thinking, why? Why is Kramer shaking his head? Like why? why? Just why? Um, uh, no, my roommate that sent me a video of uh, my cat Moon. There's a mark on, like, say, like waist height. And granted, this is a, he's a kitten. He's like 
four months old, about to be five months old. He weighs six pounds. There's a mark that's waist height on like our one of our walls, and he's just sending me videos of this cat just jumping up. He's trying to jump up and keep touching this mark. Keep touching. Keep like what? Is he is he training for the the, the dunk contest side or something? Like what what the heck's he doing? Like Mike, I I digress. Like Mike, he's learning way too much from the other cats in that damn house. And uh, if you're listening right now, you know which cat it is. You know which cat it is, especially if you if you know me. But uh, there's a player in Major League Baseball named Juan Soto. Juan Soto finished second in the National League MVP last year. And before the lockout happened, he Juan Soto got an offer. He got an offer to play some baseball. He got an offer to play uh, to to stay to stay in the Nationals, which I mean, granted, my roommate is a huge Nationals fan. And Juan Soto, listen to this. He was offered a 13-year, $350 million deal. (laughs) He turned down $350 million. Granted, that equals up to $26 million a year. Still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. But $26 million a year is not much. Especially for a guy that finished second in... MVP voting for the National League. And you guys can think about Fernando Tatis Jr. He signed that deal, which I'm going to look it up right now, for if he, Fernando Tatis Jr. contract. As you hear me typing for this. His contract for Fernando Tatis Jr., he signed this last year, and it was a it was actually in the offseason last year. The 14-year, $340 million deal. So that's an average of $24 million. And granted, he's Fernando Tatis Jr. is an amazing athlete. But Juan Soto is younger. And he's a lot better. He plays the outfield. And he has a great arm. He's, he has the gold glove. Uh, gold glove. He can win those anytime he wants. He has a silver slugger. He can win those anytime he wants. He, he, Juan Soto can do whatever he wants because he's one of the best players in the league. He was on pace to pretty much be the next Barry Bonds of, this, of the MLB because of his walk rate. People, pitchers were not pitching to him. They were just like, you know what? We can't do this. Like We, we have to walk him no matter what because he's hitting everything. Juan Soto knows his worth. I mean, granted, he might be the first 40, um, a 40, not 40, $400 million player in Major League Baseball. He might be, and he deserves it. And I, I, I truly believe he deserves it. And locking up for that long a time is crucial. That's 13 years. Juan Soto can do so much in that 13-year span of that contract because he's what? He's, how old is, how old is Juan Soto? Juan Soto is 23 years old. He's actually uh, 50 days older than Fernando Tatis Jr. So uh, I, I, I lied about the uh, uh, Fernando being older than uh, Juan Soto. But Soto, there's just something with this player. I mean, he's already he's two home runs shy of 100. He can be on pace right now to hit 756 or 762 if you're me. And he needs all the money in the world because he deserves it. He's a guy that helped the Washington Nationals win a World Series. Bryce Harper couldn't do that. Bryce Harper could not help the help the Nationals win a World Series. Juan Soto has back in 2019. So what? Why? Why? Why are the Nationals lowballing him? Like they're they're literally going to the lowest of the lows of 350. And granted, I'm saying 350 million, and I'll never see 350 million dollars in my lifetime. But you got to give credit where credit's due. He deserves more than that especially for how long they're trying to lock him up. I, the Braves locked up Ronald Cunha Jr., who's a stud. Ozzy Albies, who's a stud for both 12-plus years. So they at least want to keep them the future around them, and the Braves are going to be good no matter what with them with them two guys on their team. 
keeping Juan Soto on this team might be a bit of a stretch because of how bad the Washington Nationals are. The Washington Nationals right now, if I'm them, they got the World Series that they got. They wanted. They wanted that World Series with Bryce Harper, though. They did. They got it with Juan Soto. But with this Washington National team, this Washington National team is not good. It really isn't. Heck, when you when the Cardinals traded Lane Thomas, who I, I thoroughly liked, he was he's a big league baseball player. He's not like the the upper tier type guy that you would want. But they traded him for John Lester. And John Lester actually had a solid Cardinal career for the, that second half of last year. They're just trying to get as much as they can to hopefully sign players to trade players, kind of like what the Royals are doing currently. Well, at least what they've done. At least what the Royals have done, especially like with a guy like Homer Bailey. Like, we, we, Royals fans know what's going on in Washington. It's kind of like me saying that the Royals should lock up Bobby Witt Jr. right now. Bobby Witt Jr., you should probably give him a 10-year, I know you haven't seen him in Major League Baseball yet, a 10-year, $150 million contract. So you at least know you can have him for that 10-year span. Even though he hasn't even played a lick of Major League Baseball yet. And I'm talking about all these numbers and stuff, and you all and I think $350 million is a lot of money, which it is. But, and you're probably thinking, oh, Kramer, then why are you always siding with the players here on this lockout thing? They're, 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 gonna get, they're getting their money. The best player, the best of the best are getting their money. Well, think about it like this. Juan Soto gets $350 million, and that $350 million in that 13-year span, that owner of said baseball team is getting billions Billions. I mean, honestly, a billion for that $350 million is only $650 million away. That's a 13-year career. A 13-year span. Maybe Juan Soto's done with that 13 years of that contract if he did accept that. What? I mean, granted, the next contract's going to be very shallow. It will be because at that time, because he's 23 now, add 13 to it, he'd be 36. I mean, he might have four or five more years left. And it might go from a contract to contract to contract, which I honestly, for how much Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer's, he's a, an off the field guy. He's terrible. And on the field guy, he's really good. That's why he signed that one year, two year type short term deals to prove himself every single year. I like that. I like those short term deals. Cause I mean, you can always bet on yourself. You can be like, all right, this year I did really good. So I deserve that $18 million. Oh, I, I got that $18 million from that team, and I'm a free agent now? Oh, I absolutely hate it. Like, I, like, I, not that I hate it. Like, I didn't do too great. So instead of that $18 million I got last year, I'll accept that $8 million deal. Like, it, that's, that's what I like about with what he does. But Juan Soto deserves the bag. $350 million is a bag, but there's a bigger, extremely bigger bag. The Brinks trucks are keep backing up for the owners no matter what. Remember, that $350 billion, $350 million in that 13-year career span is billions of dollars for the owner. It is. And that's, that's the sickening part. I mean, they're all in it together. They're, they truly are. The only thing is, the owners are a little bit older and they can't play sports anymore. Unless, honestly, hold on. Hold on I can't say that. I honestly feel like there's, there's one owner in Major League Baseball that I think can actually go out there and put on a show. And I, I'm not just saying that because um, he's part of the Kansas City Royals, but I think Dayton Moore, he could probably he could be a sweet second baseman that could probably steal you some bases. I feel like, feel like Dayton Moore is sneaky fast. And like honestly, I'd like to see him run. Because like, he's also, like Dayton's, Dayton's built. 
Dayton Moore's built. Like I, I know, granted, he's not their general manager anymore, but he's still part of the organization. But I think Dayton Moore can uh, he could put on a show. I feel like he could. I think he could rip a couple home runs. I mean, if you see what his son's doing, I, there's no reason why we can't see Dayton right now go out there. Like if we had a celebrity baseball game or an owners baseball game, like say it's an all owners baseball game. I mean, I I would love to see it. Dayton would probably put on a show. It'd be awesome. It'd be it'd be fun to watch. A uh, couple of questions I got for you all here as we're uh, wrapping up the show. Actually, yeah, no, we actually got to wrap up the show here in about a minute. So the first question, I'm only going to answer it to myself, ask it to myself, not even ask it to myself. Jared sent me a question says, if you were the commissioner of Major League Baseball, what would you do? And you know what I would do? I'd make sure baseball is always there. Universal DH is awesome. Keep it there. Um, do not short. If you shorten, People have always told me, or like talked about, like, oh, we always expanded playoffs, expanded playoffs, expanded playoffs. You can't have that expanded playoffs if you, if you play only a hundred games if you shorten a season. Now I'm just gonna leave it there. Like that, that's just how it is. Like I, you cannot have an expanded playoffs with a shortened season. The thing is, with baseball, it's always about game of streaks. It is. People get teams get hot, teams get cold. Hell, when the Nationals won it in uh, in 2019, they they were under 500 at the All Star break, and I still won it. But yeah, this has been Cyrus with Kramer. Hope you all enjoyed today. Watch the Elimination Chamber. Wrestling's awesome. Bump at Kansas City. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660.